0: This is a special Such Good Shoot interview extravaganza! So join Isaac, Dozer, and Shane in lighting up a cold one and cracking up to the joint here on Such Good Shoot! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Such Good Shoot and the Johnners Podcasting Network is welcoming you to this special interview edition of Such Good Shoot, the podcast about anything and everything in the world of wrestling. Right above me, we have Shane. Up in the 11 o'clock position, we have Isaac. And right down in 9 o'clock, we have the very special guest today. We have the one, the only Swabble. Hello, guys. How are you?
1: Hello. Oh, man. Oh, good. Too good. good. How are you?
2: good it's
3: gonna be nice nice a lot of fun looking forward
2: to this one. Oh yeah man we are too man um i actually we were watching i was watching a lot of random stuff uh to get ready for this one one of the things i watched was <laughs> was uh leprechaun origins thank you thank and, you and uh watching what I appreciate what, it. what 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 was i mean just before you get into anything else what was yeah, that experience like uh how did it, was, how did, did it just, was what it was awful if we're being honest uh but I mean, that, did you spend more time getting into makeup for that? Yeah. Or?
3: So I talk about a lot in my book, and we'll, we'll we'll hit on the book a little later too, I'm sure. But um, it was three hours to get into the prosthetics, and then an hour and a half to get out, and we would do that twice a day because we would break for lunch, and I would try to keep as much on as possible. But it was. I it was ahead. in the in the Vancouver summer, which one of the days got to like i think it was 104 um, so we we were happy that we were shooting at night um but it was it was brutal it really was but it's uh you know what i got my name on a movie poster which is pretty pretty freaking cool
2: yeah i mean uh i i watched it and i was like it was it was for what it was i mean it was you know it's wwe studios i mean was it sort of like they just came to you and were like we got the rights to this we yes why do I knew about it
3: before, like, probably three years before we even started filming. Um, oh Wow, okay. Wow. And then I was just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And, like, I feel like I bugged him so much, like, when is this happening? And they were like, hey, let's do this so he stops bugging us. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was, hey, we got the lights to Leprechaun, the franchise. Uh, you're the resident Leprechaun. There we go. And it's, wow. uh, I, you know, I say, if you go into the movie with a completely open mindset and thinking, hey, I just want to watch like a fun horror film, it's awesome. Like, yeah, I, I had a good, I had it. a good time. If you go into it thinking it's going to be one of the cheesy Leprechaun movies, it's awful. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed doing it. Um, and like I say, I got, I got uh, uh, the movie poster with my name as the headliner, and then. One of the, uh, one of the cool, probably the coolest thing to come out of it is, um, I actually asked, uh, I asked, the only thing I asked for was one of the heads that from the movie and they, uh, two weeks later, I got a package to my house.
2: One of the prosthetic heads. And it was,
3: yeah. And it was, it was the head. And oh, those things are creepy it, as hell. It's in a, it's in a uh, shadow box in my bar right now.
2: <laughs> That's I awesome.
3: have to hold on one second. Hey, are you practicing? Guys, oh, you're, you're you're witnessing so, right so you're witnessing something big right now. You're witnessing something big. No, no, no. You're witnessing something real big. There's a rivalry on my Twitch channel. My son and I play Madden against each other once every few weeks, and he's not supposed to be practicing. And I <laughs> I oh I did it? I did. Okay. Uh... Oh I, I caught him. I really I, I did I did tell him. And that's because I walloped him. I walloped him last game. So, so you gotta, I, I forgot I agreed. to Give him that head. I forgot. Ooh, I got real. Guys, I'm not going to lie. How, I, love how I got real out. mad. I saw it. So I could see it in the reflection of the these pictures on the living room. I got real angry for a second. I was like, this son of a gun is trying to get up on me. I, and I, I'm like behind my back. And no, like I take this. Oh. There are things I take real seriously. And it's competitions with my son. That's top dog. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. It's like competitions with my son. WrestleMania.
1: That <laughs> one.
2: Like, that that's that's it for me. Like, there will be no cheating. <laughs> no,
3: no, because we bet on this now. The first one, he beat me sixty three to three. Uh ouch. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what happened. It was literally like a breakdown. You can see it on, on one of the past Twitch videos. It's literally like a mental breakdown and a physical breakdown. So much so that I threw my Xbox controller in the sewer in front of the house. In the <laughs> sewer! I was done with it. I was done. I was I was absolutely done with it. I. I, I.
2: So then, that's, last one. That's uh, a commitment to throwing it. You got yeah, gotta... it.
3: It shouldn't happen. I shouldn't. <laughs> first, first off, I shouldn't lose to my son at Xbox because I play quite a bit. Secondly, I shouldn't lose 63 to
2: 3. No, no, should no, no, you should. So
3: then uh the next one, it was back and forth, and then I got up and he started coming back, but I ended up getting it. And we bet so the last now now the wager is he wants this comma elite, the new comma elite motel. Okay. He can't name now he can because he looked it up, but he uh he wants this comma elite. So I bet, all right, you can get the comma and one more figure off ringside if you beat me next week. So next Monday, it's happening. The, all right. The, the rubber match. I haven't thought of my bet yet. The last one was all chores for a week yeah. when he lost. So it might be something similar to that. You got to um, take advantage of those moments. <laughs> I have to take advantage of this. Yes. There is something here. And it's it's just fun. Like, that's, that's another awesome. thing that lately, my the Twitch thing has been so, so fun and and. Like, it's become its own community, like, that I never thought it would be. Ethan Page, uh, who's become such a close friend of mine, has has told me for years now, you play video games every night. Do this. Just Twitch. And I said, nah, it's stupid. And then <laughs> I him, he just told me, buy the stuff, and he sent me links to all the stuff, because technologically, I'm a complete idiot. I. I call a buddy of mine pretty much weekly to help have him help me set up my Twitch stuff because I forget <laughs> and it just doesn't work and I'm just That's not I'm not good with technology and electronics at all. So he, uh, I bought it and then like six months later I finally go, all right, I'm doing it, and it's been so such such a good time ever since. And it's it's, I mean, talk for, uh, ranges from Stormy Daniels to the great Kali to comma, to everything in between and it's literally like a, a once a week twice a week meet and
2: greet oh my god you you brought up great Kali, and yeah. i uh do you, you i mean i'm sure you guys are friends but did you do you follow him on instagram i i can't you can't
3: i can't it's literally like the same picture
1: it's, it's the funniest it's it the is every funniest. Day.
3: I love it. I love it, and And it's always
2: sitting. He never takes. Very rarely, like he'll do videos where he walks, huh? He'll walk towards the camera slowly. He'll do those, and he'll do this. He'll like listen to Bollywood. Uh, Oh, I love it. Yeah, nope. He'll never get that follow. Nope. Oh God, it's so funny.
3: (laughs) Well, he sent one of
1: his buddies into the wall a couple days ago. He like grabbed him by the neck and and. Lightly tossed him. Yeah.
3: It's so, it's so ridiculous. He's a madman. But he's like, him and I, I bullied the hell out of him. Like, oh, yeah. legitimately bullied him. Where in this day and age, I'd be frowned upon just because I was, I was, but I was like, hey, if there's a target that I'm going to pick, it's going to be him. Because the biggest why go for like Primo or Epico? <laughs> when I can bully the great colleague. And it, it's, I made it my mission every week.
2: When, awesome. I, when I
3: wasn't booked, I would just sit in the locker room just
0: bullying him. <laughs> oh, just well, reminding, reminding him of his, his skills. Yeah. Of course <laughs> it had to be when you weren't booked because half the time you were booked, you were just sitting under the ring for hours on end. Hours. Literally so long. Uh,
3: the record is, I think, seven hours. Oh my that I god. On. Do you yeah, was, have, do you have like a, uh... so everyone asks, like, did I ha- did I have like a bucket to pee oh, in? It? I was just I wondering if, had had s- to, like, if you had snacks. craziest thing, I never, ever had to, had to go to the bathroom under there. I would sleep, I would bring, that was in like when PSP, the PlayStation portables were a thing. I would bring that under the <laughs> ring, and just play under there. Um, I could do it where I, I would sleep under the ring, and then the opening video would wake me up. It's pretty awesome
2: that's awesome that must get you must be a little nervous at points though being under there with some of the bigger bumps are going on.
3: i was so used to it i think that's what a lot of my hearing loss is from if if i'm really being honest with myself but uh i could actually like it was a weird thing after like uh, a few days on a tour on the house show loops i could hear and match it with the crowd reactions as to what was going on above me so it was like here's Kane and MVP. And I knew what was happening above me because of the bumps and the crowd reactions. It was, it was pretty awesome. Like how how you just figure that out by sound.
2: Yeah. And you, yeah, you're under there enough. (laughs) That's awesome. So I mean, what growing up, you grew up in Wisconsin. uh, You're like a nineties kid. I mean, what were your first memories of wrestling at that time?
3: So I, I I grew, I, I, I became a wrestling fan and it's, kind of crazy now i became a wrestling fan because of wrestling figures and it's it's my brother uh had wrestling figures and had the the hasbro series one and like any little brother to big brother you always want to do whatever your big brother is doing and so i just took his figures all the time so much so that my parents he made my parents buy me my own so
2: (laughs) And so, like,
3: I had a bunch of, I, I still have a bunch of doubles of Hasbro Series One.
2: Wow.
3: Yeah, it's pretty awesome.
2: Well used, I assume. Oh, all well, used. yeah, can't
3: yeah. be displayed anywhere. Like, it, it's, but I still have them in my bin out, out oh, in my course. garage as we speak, and it's pretty it's awesome, awesome. Like taking them out and 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 showing land and like and explaining them. Hey, because now, I actually just finished my uh my loose hasbro collection which is pretty awesome uh it was during pandemic i was just like hey i'm gonna start a collection and hawkins i call him hawkins brian myers whatever we're calling him i call him hawkins
2: Hawkins works.
3: but i call him i i said hey i think i'm gonna do all hasbro loose and he goes that's that's a big rabbit hole man that's a big big <laughs> decision and i said i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and i'm like i'm a I'm a devote when it comes to them too. Like they got to be minty. (laughs) They can't be scuffed at all. I need everything with them. And so it was, it was brutal, but, uh, but it it's come off and I have it displayed in a detail now in a case, in a glass case in my basement. And it's it's it looks so awesome like it's exactly what i wanted and what i need what i wanted it to be so uh, cool. completely yeah i ended up completing it about 2 months ago so full was all, circle it was over yeah and i think that's like the coolest thing is some of these figures i've never held in my hand ever 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 and so to like at 35 years old to finally hold these figures that you know i were out when i was a kid is is
2: pretty awesome yeah you've probably gotten a chance to work with some more of the guys than you did get <laughs> that's the, the crazy fingers. thing too is like
3: some of these guys like hey i was on segments with you
2: like that's the fun thing <laughs> yeah it's like I'm done. i've worked with you before i got to hold this action figure <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's cool so so from that how did you end up getting into the uh, professional wrestling business because you did a lot of touring in the indie scene
3: uh not not beforehand
2: no uh, i didn't know so, oh, I thought you were doing, I thought you were doing like the, uh, the Fox Valley and then the NWA. I did, start.
3: I did, I did, NWA, I did, I did a, Wisconsin. I think I did maybe four in, in Illinois shows and two Indiana oh, wow. shows, but that was about it. I was, I was just like a, a Wisconsin guy. Um, but how that happens, I, I mean, like, like any kid in the 90s that's a wrestling fan, you backyard wrestle like an idiot. <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> Uh, and then we were drawing like our backyard company was drawing 250 or 300 people. Sometimes it was crazy. Wow. Absolutely wow. crazy. And uh, so a local promoter saw money in this, of course, and said, Hey, what if we train these kids and then they can sell tickets on our indie shows, which is exactly what we did. Um, so then Mr. Kennedy, Ken Anderson is actually like one of my main trainers. And I was 17 years old. Me and uh, my best friend, Nick Colucci. Um, Wow. We just decided I've known him since third grade and something we've always wanted to do together. And uh, we just did it. And then a year and a half later, two years later, excuse me. um, Actually, no, two and a half years later, because I started in 2003 and I got hired in May of 2006. So almost three years. Um, Mr. Kennedy put the word in for me. They were looking for uh, a guy of my stature for Finley, and it was off to the races.
2: And then, and then, little bastard was born. Literally,
3: it was yeah. It was, I was that's that cat is going to destroy the house.
2: He's such a punk, <laughs> man! I swear to God, he knows. He knows the second I get in this corner, man. He's like, "Yep, it's time to just go on some shit." But uh, Shane's girlfriend will love it, so yes. it's all it's all worth it. In the end. Perfect. Yeah, so no, <laughs> he's, he's literally just off to the races, and and.
3: I mean, one week I was working at Target and the next Thursday I was on SmackDown. Like it was no crazy. Friday, maybe Friday. I don't remember what day SmackDown yeah, was.
2: Yeah. But that's, yeah, what is yeah, I remember them
3: asking me, like, so I, I had to put my, my notice in at Target and I go, hey, I, I have to quit. I'm going on the road with WWE. And they're like, oh, cool. So next week you're good though? And I was like, no i'm <laughs> i quit i have to be gone and they're like oh what do you mean i said guys i'm not coming back <laughs> i'm traveling with vince mcmahon like, this is the best and they're like oh
2: well we've never had that before so okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i love when they don't like understand the concept of it quitting. was very, i mean
3: but in all reality in green bay wisconsin at target I'm sure they haven't had a lot of people say, hey, I'm going to travel the world with the biggest wrestling company on the planet. I need my, here's my leaving notice.
2: Yeah, I'm out of here. That's so cool, man. So yeah, what was that? What was that change? Like, I mean, what was that like for you going from that, that world of, you know, just being like an everyday, like waking up, going to your job? whatever extra time you have, you know, devoting it to your, your indie stuff and your, your wrestling. But then all of a sudden you're, so you're on TV, man. I think the craziest thing was
3: like, I went from, I mean, like I say, I've never, at that point, I'm, I'm not a traveler at all. Like I would go, we'd go a a summer family vacation once a summer. And that was it. But that a month later, I'm going to the Philippines for a tour with WWE. I don't know where the hell the Philippines are <laughs> at, you know, I I just turned 20 at that point. It was literally, I got hired wow. three days before my 20th birthday. Wow. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know these places. I don't, I, I was on a plane twice before that in my whole life. And now I'm on five, six flights a week. It's, it's, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. And that was, I mean, I didn't, had a cell phone, but it hardly had any minutes on it because I didn't pay the bill because I was broke. <laughs> I had a credit card, but that was maxed out because I was broke. It's just like stuff like that where it's I, I wasn't an adult. I wasn't a. I was a. I was a 19 year old child through and through, living paycheck to paycheck by writing bad checks because I was broke and because I was indie wrestling. Like, I, yeah, you got to you got to eat. Yeah, man, it was it was uh, it was such a change of life completely completely change of life um and i i often think like okay where would it have led if it wouldn't have been wwe i'd still be working at target i'd still be broke
2: like <laughs> that kind of
3: thing where i don't think i would have ever move on and, and grew up from that
2: you wouldn't be allowed to write checks anywhere Absolutely not. My bank account would be under my mattress. <laughs> so I mean, you got you got there, and um, I mean, did did you, did you just start having fun? I mean, were you nervous? Was there a lot of? Because it feels oh, like you got yeah. to have more fun in your run than anyone else did, and there was like a different, like different set of expectations or pressure for you than there might have been for the guys who were all fighting for like the the heavyweight belt or something.
3: So I was very nervous because the first interview I did to try out for the the leprechaun character, I bombed. I tried to do an Irish accent. I can't do accents. I can't, I can't talk hardly, much less do an Irish accent while talking. So I blew it. And like, I remember leaving the the interview room and I go, well, how'd it go fit? And he goes, very good. And I go, <laughs>
2: Awesome, and then I got
3: like like I said, two weeks later, I got the call, and I got hired, and it was uh at, at that point I was like, okay, now what? And then that week, they're like, you're gonna live under the ring, you're you're gonna be essentially a, like a creature of mischief, and we're gonna go from there. And it was literally kind of week to week in the beginning of, let's see what we can do with this, um, and I think it was like it was it was less than less than three months. And they realized, I think they realized, like, Hey, we have something here. Like this is people. And especially kids really enjoy this.
2: And that was when they made the change from little bastard to Hornswoggle.
3: Yeah. I guess, I, I guess they realized that you can't put little bastard on a toy at Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, it, I just remember like, coming home one week and they like they they, they put my profile on the, the website or something and it said Little Bastard. And I remember my dad telling my grandpa and my grandpa just going, hell, at least he's on TV. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: but it was, oh, I mean, oh. I'll still be called that to this day. I don't care. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I, WWE still owns it, so they must have cared enough about it.
2: Right. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> um, so... Once, uh, like the whole McMahon son thing, how how much headway did you get on that? Because I mean, everyone you know is supposed to be Anderson, 30 right? 30 that
3: afternoon. Wow. Oh, Jesus. So they just were like, yeah, "All right, right, let's." just I'm do this.
2: So uh, I, I I talk about this
3: uh, in the book too quite a bit. I go into detail about it. Uh, the book, by the way, is "Life is Short and So Am I." You can pick it up at dylanpostel Uh Personalized copies on there sent out immediately literally that's like something i've been very very uh good about is is fully i fill all the orders myself from the website it's like very like i enjoy the diy part of that um any order from koozies or from cups to koozies to cards to 8x10s to everything i literally box tape label ship everything myself uh i enjoy doing it but the mcmahon thing so um I get to the building that day and then about three 30, it was in green Bay. I remember to this day, exactly where, and when uh, I'm walking to the ring for rehearsal, because we're all going to rehearse the segment. Um, And Bruce Pritchard comes up to me, kind of like corners me behind the stage. He says, Hey, I need your cell phone. And I go, screw you. And not so nice of words. Uh, And he goes, I need your phone. I go. It's not happening, Bruce. He goes. Believe me, you're going to want to do this. And I forgot. I think he was with one of the writers, and I kind of looked at the writer, and he goes. I go. Okay. I give him my phone. It was like my phone was hardly out of my hand. He goes. You're the son. I go. Okay.
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh, all right.
3: And he goes. Where is your bag? And like, because they were gonna have one of the props guys. Sneak my bag out of the locker room and under the ring. They needed to sneak me under the ring so none of the boys on the roster would would see me go under. And they would literally think that I just kind of left the building and went home. Um, But I said, hey, you can watch me send this text. That's fine. Can I get two tickets for tonight? He goes, sure. And he watched me send a text to my dad saying, hey, can you bring grandpa to the show tonight? It's going to be awesome. And that's all I put. And Bruce had tickets for my dad my grandpa for, like, one of the biggest nights of my career in my hometown. Like, it was awesome. It was really, really awesome. Um, but, yeah, I
2: found out 3.30 that afternoon. That's crazy. How how long before that do you think they made that decision? 3.29 that afternoon.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was the... Um... What was the the reaction backstage with with the boys like then since nobody nobody knew I mean
3: i I don't I don't know I remember because we okay. had to go overseas okay. We got on a we we all got on a charter flight that night to go overseas yeah. I remember like it was finish raw get your stuff for this overseas tour get on the flight so it was like we're just going we didn't have any time to really like absorb it i didn't have any time because i was the last segment
1: that's that's bang bang that's what a just flurry in life (laughs) like yeah yeah Yeah.
3: it uh it's it's it all kind of that whole time is was is kind of i mean it's kind of a blur because everything happens so fast i went from literally just finley stuff like random Random Finley stuff, having a blast to this huge storyline. Like,
2: it was crazy. That's (laughs) That's so wild. Yeah, and again, it just, like, you got to have – it seems like you got to have a lot of fun in your time in in WWE.
3: I I always say, like, the – always the answer to, well, what do we do? Um, Have it be Hornswoggle. Like the Vince's son, the GM stuff. The GM. Was
2: that the same thing? The 3.30 that day? Uh, GM
3: stuff I found out the Friday before. Um, it was supposed to be so much bigger than it was. It was supposed to be this <laughs> big heel turn for me. Uh, talking character. Uh, it's, it's joked about Big Nick from Jersey. Because I was supposed to be essentially like, almost like a mob boss from New Jersey that could talk the whole time and just, taking advantage of children and their their stupid parents that just believed i was a child myself and it just didn't pan out that way um
2: man yeah they they didn't do anything with it
3: did nothing with it literally it's like one of the biggest drop balls uh in wwe
2: i mean yeah i mean people still thought because i mean they built that stupid thing for with the computer I, forever which is like to me i everyone like people hated it because it was annoying
3: but that was the point of it yeah the oh, point yeah. It was to be you i, hate, I hate, yeah i i hated that thing but i love I, and that's why i loved it because i was like people are this is the reaction it's supposed to get yeah. they did it during wrestlemania like it's the best edge fought the laptop
2: <laughs> <laughs> beat the hell out of that laptop yeah <laughs> Yeah, and you got so you got to do that, and then you had you know like you got to be the official mascot of DX. You were in. Stuff. I mean, look at. I mean, all
3: every week they when, when we're always doing the guest hosts, which is pretty crazy. Like to think back, every week they had a pre- they had some pretty big stars, and but it wasn't like a hey once a month we're going to bring Bob Barker or here's Shaq. A few weeks later, it was every week they had someone or like a band, a whole band, or something pretty big. And that was uh, always like you and Chavo did that for weeks. Every week I was doing something with the guest host. And the coolest thing about that is uh, like the leprechaun head in my bar, I have stuff signed by every guest host that I ever interacted with. Like I have Bob Barker signed Happy Gilmore for me and Ozzy Osbourne, I have an album signed by him. Uh, Mike Tyson signed the Hangover like DVD for Damn, me.
2: It's that's like so weird, cool.
3: kind of cool, weird stuff. I have boxing gloves signed by Mayweather and Tyson down there. Like, it's pretty pretty neat yep. stuff that is very almost like one of one. Yeah, oh, totally. I remember, I remember Mike Tyson saying, I've never signed one of these Hangover DVDs ever. I was like, oh, that makes me feel good. That's awesome. Bob Barker, Bob Barker never signed a Hangover DVD at that point, or a Happy Gilmore DVD at that point. And wow. he was like blown away. He's like, as to why i would have him sign that compared to like something else because it's it's the
2: coolest yeah it's like one of the greatest celebrity cameos in a movie ever
0: for
3: sure the greatest celebrity
2: cameo in a movie yeah ever ever. incredible incredible yeah Yeah, no that's awesome and i mean one one of those that always stuck with me and like i remember watching it live and being like just thinking for you as a person that it must have been cool is when you got to work with the Muppets. And And you were like hornswoggle with the hornswoggle on Muppets raw, man.
3: Hashtag and showing. Yeah. Showing something. I literally, I just made happen. I, yeah. You were like, I've got the tattoo guys. I got the tattoo. (laughs) And I said, every day I'm going to get another Muppet. And for seven days, I got another Muppet tattooed. Sometimes two. It was, it was absolutely crazy. And the, I just, it was like, I saw every, like I saw the power of like viral stuff social media stuff especially twitter and i was like I, I need to make this happen because i know they're not going to write something for me uh and there was like it went from i think seven segments it was going to be that day to two one i forget but then it was like oh this one segment is going to cause hornswallow to talk finally that didn't happen either
2: but yeah, that would have been I, santa or
3: something i got to work with the muppets and i got to talk to them and give them a tour of the whole backstage. Because that was like another thing. Like every celebrity would come in. One of the superstars would give them a tour of everything. Which was pretty cool. Like, uh, so me being the Muppet fanatic, I was like, no one else is showing them around. But me. And so <laughs> that was, it was my job that day. I got I got it that day.
2: Is that what got you the cameo in the, uh, in the movie?
3: So they did the raw thing and tribute to the troops. And me being the Muppet fanatic, I am. I was like, I... I on the muppet dirt sheet boards that i'm a part of still to this day i uh i heard that they're film that they were gonna do another movie and i was like i gotta try so i talked to wwe's pr people and i said hey could you reach out and ask them if they would have even up i don't care if i'm sipping a cup of coffee in the back of <laughs> team. and uh they reached out and immediately the people with the Muppets wrote back, we would absolutely love to have him part of this. And again, it was off to the races for that. And it was, That's uh,
2: so cool.
3: It was literally, like I say, I, I was expecting it to be a background and it turned into half the movie, which is pretty awesome.
2: That's so cool. When I was, when I was a little kid, maybe four or five years old, my dad brought me and my brother to uh, the Bronx zoo. Yeah. And we, we weren't allowed to watch TV as little kids. Like my parents were kind of hippies. And so we we're at the Bronx Zoo, and Jim Henson was there, oh. and Jim Henson was filming something for the Muppets show at the zoo, and he was doing Kermit the Frog there. Yeah. And my dad is like super fascinated. And he's like, "Come on, guys, let's go. We got to watch this." And because we had never watched TV, my brother and I were both like, this "Oh man, fuck that. Camera. We, we want to go see
3: the monkeys, man." Yeah, it's a guy <laughs> with a hand up, up a frog's ass. I don't yeah, know why? It's it, a yeah. puppet,
2: dude. There's monkeys. And if I like, over. Him,
3: like that. That for me, that's like that's a back in time thing. Yeah. But there, if there is a time machine someday and there you get one trip, it's literally to watch him film the Muppet movie. The first one just to see what he does. So, like, so good. Yeah. What a great. That's what, that's what every day, man, every day on the set was that for me literally standing back and just going, this is the coolest. <laughs> ever," And really? like asking him, Hey, how does this work? And like seeing how they hide the people or hide certain things. Like, seeing the behind the scenes stuff and like the magic so to speak of the Muppets was uh it's like that's something I'll I'll, I'll take with me forever and like Landon was real really young and it got about halfway through filming because I was over there about a month and a half <clears throat> excuse me and it got about halfway through and he wanted dad home and dad couldn't come home yet so uh I talked to a couple of them, and they actually sent videos for Landon, like, "Hey, he'll see you real soon. He'll be home soon. It's 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 gonna be okay." And it was it was pretty awesome. It was like for them to do that. And and That's then when so they nice. did raw, actually when they did raw, uh, Landon was sick. He had he had a real bad cold. And Animal is my favorite character of all time. And so they, I said, "Hey, man, uh, I was Facetime. Hey, I hope you feel better." I hung up, and then. Uh, my phone FaceTimed him again, but it was Animal talking to him, and he was so young; it blew his mind. <laughs> <laughs> that, that hung up. That call hung up. He called me back. I mean, Dad, Animal called me, and it was he. He he told me to feel better. He went, and he instantly, man, he wasn't sick anymore. It was. Oh, probably, that's so cool. And that was the power of it. I mean, it was. He had. I think he was about three, probably. And it just it it made his day and, and stuff like that. Did yeah. you get to did
2: you get to see Frank Oz work at all? No during oh, no nope. you didn't nope. see him at all during that process. No,
3: I never got to meet him. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Yeah, but I got to meet Carol Spinney at a Comic Con who does Big Bird and I oh, yeah. Big Bird and Oscar Grouch and just literally talked to him for about 10 or 15 minutes and uh, just everyone on set was so so uh just welcoming to me and all of my stupid questions 24 7.
2: what a what a great thing to be able yeah. to like you know starting off as <laughs> going from target to like yeah. literally getting <laughs> to meet the people you got to watch as like kid bringing and, uh... my dad to the premiere my dad would never he goes i i've
3: never gone to hollywood i wouldn't even, like i would i've always wanted to see it but but bringing him to a red carpet movie premiere in Hollywood, uh, we're just two small town guys. Like that's that's what we are. We're from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. We're not supposed to be on red carpets in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, he's getting his he's getting his picture with Tina Fey and Ray Liotta and like <laughs> all these people, and he's just loving it, loving it. Wearing my best friend's shoe, uh, dress shoes with his suit because he, to this day, is a little bit. I, we say cheap, he says frugal, <laughs> but he didn't want to buy dress shoes for, uh, for to wear once. So he asked my, my best friend if he could wear his.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty,
3: it's pretty funny.
2: Oh, that must have been a great time. That's, that's so great. cool. What a great experience. And yeah, like again, like just more fun than like, uh, speaking of fun, I know Shane and I talk about this and I'll let him talk a little bit more, but one of our favorite, um, just like fun, like gimmick things, gimmick matches was the WLC. And I know Great. Shane has a, a couple the of questions about The greatest matches.
3: thing I've ever done in my career. I say it all the time. I will never do something better than that in my whole life. Oh. All of wrestling, I'll never beat that night. Um, everything came together pretty damn well that night. Yeah,
1: just perfect i mean especially for being a pre-show match i'll never forget my my dad and i who's downstairs right now um you know we we tended to skip a lot of the pre-show matches yeah. especially around that time because they sucked and and you know the announcement that it would be a wheel scene we we're like oh god we gotta watch this fucking train wreck <laughs> you know what i mean let just true. it. everyone, everyone went into it,
3: it thinking it was gonna be a haha joke and yeah. it you know what it uh it was so good the
1: commitment you know what i mean the commitment from everyone involved to make it what it was it it
3: it was it was viewed as a joke and in new jersey um which is the second biggest heel crowd in the country behind chicago they should have booed us out of the building yeah from jumps jump from ugh, see this is why I didn't talk about <laughs> uh, from the jump we uh we had him on their feet and I said in an interview that I didn't that wasn't taken very well I said that was the match of the pay-per-view it was, it was the- <laughs> better it was better than the shield
2: versus evolution in the main event yeah, I loved it. I that loved statement. It. That's the one that I remember from that pay per view. what everyone remembers, yes, everyone remembers from Extreme Rules that
3: year.
1: No, I'll never like, forget it. <laughs> no, really. and, and, and it, even
2: and even for the crowd to get as behind it as they did without the, I mean, because one of the things like watching it on pay per view or whatever was just how how good the commentary was too, and how much that added to it. And but like just as a match, it was so entertaining. Like you didn't need that. That even uh-huh. the live crowd was in it. Yeah, and it's one of those things where
3: if you go into it literally like the crowd did of like this is going to be a joke, you're blown away. And that's I knew, I just knew that we were going to do something really cool, but I didn't know. I didn't I mean that's that's the most talked about match in my life and I all oh, I'm I'm totally okay with it. But then like the forgotten matches, the the next one, the Mask versus Hair and the, that one, I I put right as like a 1B behind WLC because that one we killed it on. There was just craziness in that. I did a flip through the ropes. We had a bunch of insane stuff in that one too. It just, I had so much fun. That was, that was the time of my life. And like, I always say there's, in WWE during my run there, there was so many highs and so many lows. There wasn't a lot of stagnant. There wasn't a lot of like middle ground. It was like. Hey, this is the friggin' coolest thing ever. Or man, this sucks. Like, <laughs> Target looks really good right now, yeah. uh, but it's just, it's, it's, that was definitely the highest of highs. I remember not, I I, I talked about it again in the book. I, I didn't get up, like out of my gear for like two hours. I was just sitting in my gear. Like I remember Torito, he was in his gear leaving the building in Chicago or in New Jersey that night. He goes, you okay? I said, I'm good, man. You're going to change? I said I will. In a little while, I'll change. I just like didn't want the night to be over. It was so awesome.
2: That's awesome, man. What a cool moment. And yeah, definitely like we uh we had talked to Heath Heath Slater uh, a couple weeks ago and that was one of the things that we didn't get to but we wanted to talk about cuz it's such an awesome match. But then you went, you went on to be able to work with him outside of 3 mb as mini as mini Gator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I think that might be one of the lows. Oh um. yeah.
2: But but I mean, especially, I mean having to, especially having to wear that stupid thing
3: on house shows. Oh god. <laughs> they tried oh. to do that. And that I stopped that after two weeks. I said, guys, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not wearing this outfit. I'm not, nope. Not happening.
2: Yeah, man. What a I mean, that is like, yeah, from up here, way down. And um, in quick time too, because they let it was they let Jinder and Drew go. Yes, yeah, out of nowhere, yeah. literally out of nowhere, and then they but without any sort of plans for anything in the future, which sort of yeah. seems to be sounds familiar yeah yeah, yeah
1: we, we we've heard that a lot,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um so when you i mean, you know, towards the end you you were sort of you you knew you knew your release was coming, you were sort of ready to be done was it was it nice to like i mean you spent basically you know, all of your twenties in, um, in WWE working, you know, and then now you have a chance you have your, you have this, this platform, you you know, you're well-known and you have sort of the opportunity to go out and do what you want. Was that, was that really fun for you?
3: When I got released, it was like, it was uh, such a, such a range of emotions. I like, it didn't, hit me until until actually like the crazy thing until I called Hawkins I got the call from talent relations uh, and he was the first person I called I don't know why I didn't call I still don't know why I didn't call like my dad or my son's mom first I don't know why but I called Hawkins and I I was just like I broke down and he goes hey Quit crying, you're gonna be fine. Give me, give me a few hours. He called me twenty less than a half hour with twenty three dates. Twenty three dates that he set up for me. Yeah, it was, I was, I owe him so much. Like in my career and wow. life. Um,
2: yeah, I've heard you say that him and Kofi are some of the best friends the best you've friends. had. in
3: this. Yeah. best friends. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I, I they're not legitimately. I can, I can swear on anything. Not a day goes by that I don't text them to. And it's, been, it's been that way. If I don't hear from one of them at some point during the day, we worry. We like legitimately worry about the other person. We'll te- like, and then the side text
2: comes, but it's like, like Hey, have you heard from, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But it's uh. Since I got released, I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to be. I'll never put the Leprechaun stuff on on the Indies ever again. I don't want to be in that that bubble. I don't want to be stuck there. I, I just don't. It's just not me. I, I want to I wanna change the view of me. I've always wanted to do that. Uh, a couple of years ago at WrestleMania weekend, on uh, WrestleCon weekend, I I made it like the I'm not dead tour. I had Nick Gage. I had I always forget what was after Nick Gage. I oh I had Dan Moff that weekend. I had like these crazy matches where I was like I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna do it big this weekend. And that's probably why
2: Nick Gage. Jesus man. And that's why
3: so today awesome. I'm I'm not in the in the greatest of health physically,
2: but it's uh, <laughs> it's okay. And it's so, over. so I was gonna ask about this in a, in a few minutes, but I'm gonna ask it now because uh, I watched your boxing match. Yeah, man. and watching that, I mean, I, I watched it with Shane, and I was I was actually I was legitimately kind of pissed off at at the at the stoppage at the Two of
3: us, man. That, oh, I was so fucking. You my, looked my only F of the day. I only give one F, and that's that's it. You look really was upset. Real mad. Like, I you were staring Portney down, and now. They screw me. But you know what? I can say it now because I don't have to be Billy Badass anymore. I'm glad they did because he wanted to knock me out. And he was going to knock me out.
0: Yeah, um, but he
2: was – See, I wasn't – he's on top. I wasn't player. ready. I
3: was ready for him for his first fight. I wasn't ready for him in that fight.
2: Yeah. Um, but it, it's – But they definitely – I mean, like – it just seemed like it was really early. Like, yeah, he obviously had no, like an advantage. So but the,
3: the issue was, is the, the ref stoppage was because the ref didn't think I answered him and, and walked. That was the issue. Uh, I fully did, and I remember fully doing so because I did exactly the same as I did the first time. He gave me the count off, and I answered him. The exact same. And I remember him counting it off and him calling the fight, and I looked right at This pizza guy, Dave, Dave, Sbarro's (laughs) old Sbarro Sbarro Dave.
2: You just stared him down. I
3: I stared a hole through him. Yeah, He didn't know what to say because he didn't know why they called it. None of them guys, none of those guys did. And I just stared a hole through him. And, but you know what? Like I got so many texts about that. Um, Calls, texts leading like that day. Uh, W- w- top WWE guys, top WWE guys reached out to me. Seth Rollins did a whole video about it. Uh, I got a call from Kofi that day. Like we were talking, I- again, I texted him all the time. About 10.30 a.m. that morning, he just calls me and goes, this is the day. This is your day. Today is your day. Best friend or not, this guy is a former heavyweight champion of the world with a family traveling crazy amounts he doesn't need to do that but he did like after the fight xavier woods sent me a video just like to cheer me up i got i got like i say i got no less than a 20 messages from top wrestling people uh, just in support and it was really really cool and it's it's something it's something i I knocked off my bucket list that I never wrote on my bucket list to begin with. And <laughs> it's I'm insane. very, I'm very like proud of it because I dropped a lot of weight. I got in the best shape of my life um, in six weeks. Literally six weeks.
2: Wow. And, you, and you went in there and and you know they called the fight and you didn't look like you had been beaten what I was going to say the connection there would have been, If you can have a match I'm with glad. Nick Gage you could have gotten I'm
3: glad they called it cuz I would still be there right now
2: on the mat They weren't
3: able they wouldn't be able to scrape me off as much as he would have beat the crap out of me
2: He looked Yeah there the, yeah. I remember the the pre-match promo and he's like oh he can lift 550 can you know That was
3: and, the most fun and like And then you're like yeah. I was like Oh, that promo hey man, we got to talk about
2: building. I mean,
3: they've never. Seen, you guys have had Jose Canseco, who threw the fight. You guys have had this, but I know how to talk. Like I can, I, I know professional wrestlers.
2: You gave a great promo. And it was I, fun. I, I worked for like Vince toilet. McMahon. Like, you couldn't lift my wallet. Yeah, and it was like stuff yes. like that
3: where I'm just, I literally threw the ideas past Landon, and if he would have, if he popped for him, it, I was like, okay, this is good. Like this is, this, this works. And I, I went over to my buddy's house in his basement gym and just filmed all this stuff. And it was just, it was easy. It was so much fun. And I, I had fun with it. And I'm, I get wrecked, like the power of Barstool sports never hit me until after when I'm like, I'll go to the, I'll go to the, you know, around town. And I'm not like, hey, are you the guy from Barstool? And I go, I
1: yeah, guess,
2: yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's so, yeah, uh, pretty awesome. I'm that's awesome. So you've done
2: there. you've done the bar still. and now you I mean you've got to work in basically every major promotion. Yeah, man. Every uh,
3: I, I think I, I think I might have been. You're, I, I think you're the only one. Call out, I think I'm gonna get called out about this. I might have been the first one to do Ring of Honor, TNA, Impact, Ring of Honor, Impact, AEW, and WWE.
2: Yeah, yeah I think you're. I think you yeah.
3: And if I'm not the first. I'm right behind it,
2: yeah, no, I'm pretty sure you are, I'm pretty sure you are, which is a pretty cool thing to do um what uh what you know like what were those experiences like did you have a lot of fun going and getting to do those those spots and getting to work with, with those impact companies?
3: was so much fun everyone talks about the a j thing and and I think being able to wrestle Hawkins uh was even cooler to me because but say, I mean both of them because they're both two of my my close close friends, him and ethan page um. Ethan page so much so that I call him Julian during the match. Like, I, Come on, Julian, you son of a bitch. And literally we get to the back. He goes, you called me Julian. I said, I called you Julian. He goes, I wonder if they're going to edit that out. They didn't edit it out. I mean, it just made me laugh. Like, it made me laugh even more. Um, but it was just like that. Like I say that, and then the Hawkins match and it, all that stuff was so much fun. Well,
2: I'm going to throw out uh, one more promotion here that, uh, that you that you work for, and you actually you won a, uh, a a title that's been held by an awful lot of people. Uh, working for the the DDT, uh, yeah, and the that was an yeah. so, yeah, Iron was Man just, heavyweight the, medal.
3: A random WrestleCon battle royal, but it's like I asked, I said, "Hey, can I do this?" And I was like, "Because it might." To my dream is to like everyone in wrestling. I, Japan is the last place I got to go. I have to go to Japan and then I can be done. It's just Japan. And I have to wrestle in Hawaii because Hawaii is the only state I haven't wrestled in. So that's literally it. And then I can be done and go back to target and being a dad (laughs) at home and sit home and get those Muppet royalties. Like that's, that's all I care about. Uh, Yeah. It's just stuff like that. I, I hate, I, I don't ever think about like accomplishments because when you think about those too much, I, I, I have a feeling it can go to your head.
2: Yeah.
3: And I never, I'll never allow them to.
2: I'm
3: the first one to joke with my friends about six WrestleManias and about, you know, double actor and award-winning author and this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> but once the door is shut at home, I don't believe that whatsoever. <clears throat> so it's just like, I don't know. That's why, that's why I'm just when it comes to the Twitch streams, I'm so glad that I've started doing them because I get to interact with fans and that and in not an awkward setting of um uh, in-person meet and greet where it's hey man, how are you? Good to see you. Click, gone. Yeah, like it's just every week, every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, whenever we stream, it's, it's hot. We, we just, this was our last Tuesday. We're switching back to Mondays for hot take, hot take Monday <laughs> where it's literally whatever pissed me off that week started <laughs> over a debate about chicken wings and it's grown to writing. Is this, is this
2: flats or drums? What's the debate? No,
3: no. If you eat boneless wings and you're above the age of 12, reevaluate your life
2: okay agreed those aren't aren't wings no they're they're tenders
3: no no those are not even tenders they're horribly overbreaded dry chicken nuggets that's what they are
2: okay okay yeah
3: they're not they're 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 always dry you've never not had a dry boneless wing in your life ever they don't hold the sauce well huh they don't hold the sauce no because all it all that just drips off it's just not good it's not it's not they're not wings if you write a check in 2021 out of your house, like if you leave the house with a checkbook, reevaluate life. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, stop. Just stop doing this. Uh, stuff like this, that really irritates me. There's little things, and then the group will bring something up, and it made Pika de Gallo. I made a tweet about this, and it made a lot of people upset. No one likes Pika de Gallo. You don't go and wake up in the morning and go. You know what I'm go for for lunch today? Onions, <laughs> and tomatoes and cilantro. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a chip. A dry chip. Just those three things and it's going to taste so good. No. Don't do it to yourself.
2: <laughs> and no,
3: here's Nickelback. There we go. This is a good one. Nick people hate Nickelback. Because the internet told us to hate Nickelback. In 2004, 2005, Nickelback was riding high, baby, and people loved him. You can't tell me that people all of a sudden don't love Nickelback. No, the internet made memes or whatever they are <laughs> and told us to not like him. So we're not supposed to like him. Nickelback, probably the second greatest Raw song of all time, and we're supposed to hate them. No, get out of here, reevaluate wow all right that is a hot take literally it's just stuff like this that we talk about every week and then someone will bring something up (laughs) it just it grinds my gears because i at this point they know what what really pisses me off and they'll bring something up around that point or oh man it just i feel my there's days i feel my hands like just this the arthur thing (laughs) thing. (laughs) where i just feel it and at 35 years old i don't feel like I, I should be doing that yet but i do and it's be, like hey man just like, be true to be true to it, yourself you know yeah it's I, gonna... have to. I have to <laughs> be, it's be it's you, gonna happen. i'm stressed out and guess what i'm just i'm just gonna let it go
2: well well speaking of stress out one of the things i like to do when i get stressed out is eat and uh shane speaking of eating oh <laughs> yes
1: Oh, um, go for it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a just quick, uh, quick question. Uh, I've been a, a big fan of a YouTube channel called Reckless Eating for
3: literally yeah. the yeah. last few yeah. weeks. I've been talking about them a lot on Twitch. Okay, yeah, probably... yeah,
1: for for, for for 10 years now. I mean, yeah, obviously, I'm a... bringing this up to you. What was it like filming with them? Um, because like I'm, I'm friends with Matt Zion on Facebook, and he seems like a very genuine, very cool dude. Um, you know, a lot of them seem very cool. I'm just curious because I'm a big fan of theirs. I mean, that was like
3: something I always wanted to do, and then I wasn't booked at all that SummerSlam week, and I was like, hey, come to my hotel, let's just film. And it was yeah, yeah. disgusting, and my hotel room smelled the whole rest of the week. but remember the
1: items? Because we I, I went
3: we did the battleship game and oh. we had the durian, we had the we had hot stuff we had some kind of hot sauce we had
1: like Sir Stroming involved
3: we had the Sir Stroming yeah 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 we had we we did all that stuff and it was it was all awful I felt sick all night but it was like it was we had hits those guys still they came out to a bar wrestling show that I was on I've I saw them at uh Double or nothing weekend because I was out there for um Starcast in Vegas. We had a very very overserved night that night. <laughs> uh, those, those guys those guys are legit friends of mine and i still watch their stuff every week every man, week I'm YouTube
1: just completely fucked them man yeah, <laughs> like, just it's, absolutely it's
3: destroyed it's them good. it's uh it's unfortunate too so whenever they whenever they do well for themselves i'm very very happy for them
1: yeah well it's, it's good to hear that they're good guys because yeah. i've been fan be for awesome. years and years so <laughs>
3: awesome good to hear
2: yeah, and the other stuff you get to do and you get to join in is you know is the uh, the with the wrestling figures, um, the uh, what is it? Um, major wrestling figure. Yes, major wrestling figure. I mean, it's on your shirt. Man. I know. I know. It's on my shirt, the <laughs> shirt. Ugh. I was trying not to. I was trying not to do the Miz gimmick and fucking read off of my. <laughs> you Literally have it
3: on your shirt, and, it's, and then it's an the exclusive shirt. It is. But it's. it's I mean, but no. It's. That, uh, those guys have like resurged my career, uh, outside of wrestling. Um, Brian again is my best friend. Matt, Matt, and I have been close, close friends as much as we hate each other. Uh, we have a we have probably the biggest love hate relationship in wrestling. Like, <laughs> we love screwing with each other.
0: Um,
2: but more than Kali. Oh yeah! Oh,
3: More wow.
0: than Al Snow, <laughs> Mick Foley and Al Snow—that I think's the biggest
3: love hate relationship. No, I, I think this one is bigger <laughs> because there's not a day that I don't wake up and think of how I can how I can mess with Broski. <laughs> <laughs> or like or like how is he gonna how is he gonna mess up today?
2: Oh, um, that's awesome! But it's uh with friends like these, you know. Yeah, you don't need enemies. I don't. <laughs> but it's it's. Uh,
3: my love of action figures has come back, which is, I love it. My wallet hates it. Um, Like I say, I did Hasbro, the full Hasbro uh, collection. I did, I'm doing Hasbro series one mint on card, which is a stupid, expensive collection. I'm doing every ultimate warrior figure ever made, which is just a, a stupid amount
2: yeah i'm sure yeah. Uh, jesus and then like it's just
3: it's fun but it's such a community their patreon page their facebook patreon group is so much fun and the content that we put out they put out I shouldn't say we because they do the work i just show up uh, <laughs> but it's just we're, we're having fun with it
2: that's awesome yeah. oh, it's so cool that you get to like still be able to work with your friends yeah, and
3: be able yeah, to kind of just showing up and having a party
2: yeah, and, and be able to do what you want and have that creative creativity and control of you yeah. know, your future. That's really great. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other you have any other big plans coming up? Anything exciting going on? Uh, I know you got your book that you that you book, got. Uh, yeah.
3: Dylanpostle.com right there. Thank you. Um ACW, my my company out of Oshkosh, Wisconsin. We're doing big things. We just had a, a in April, we had Water City Wrestling Con, which is we had we were supposed to have it last year. Then the world went crazy, and we were able to do it this year safely. Uh, we had Kevin Nash, Emma—I call her Emma—I always call them like their WWE names because I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Boogeyman. We had the whole major wrestling figure podcast there. It was—it was absolutely crazy. Um, and then we have the rest of the year. We just—I mean, the rest of the year. We have in the next six months. I think we have five shows. We about a month ago we had three shows and we just wow. find it's just going ACW Wisconsin is getting bigger and bigger. So you That's can find awesome. it on ACWWisconsin.com or on Facebook slash ACW Wisconsin. Um Doing that, running a training school, my Twitch channel twitchtv slash Dylan Postel. and it's just man, it's everything, everything is just, and then like doing random things with my son, which is the best. Help have helping him uh coach his baseball team and going fishing and just doing summer stuff now that he's off of school for the summer.
2: And it's you're just, home. You get to yeah, be around.
3: I'm I'm like and then yeah, it's just awesome. During the week, we are just go, go, go. Between the school and ACW stuff and stuff with him, I'm busier during the week than I am on the weekends. <laughs> but it's awesome. I wouldn't have it, I truly wouldn't have it any other way.
2: Well, I'm glad that you're able to be in that position yeah. today and that yeah. you know uh you got to share your career with all of us and all the entertainment you gave gave us all which is Amazing. i know i know we are all huge fans and thank again you. just getting to talk to you has been a, a true pleasure and honor thank um, you guys. i will i will be picking up a copy of your book oh thank you very much for very sure very much uh um, i wanted to and the, the book is literally a, it was a three-year project.
3: And just to get it right and get it perfect. I didn't want it to be a wrestling book or, you know, just a wrestling book because 20 years from now, I don't I don't want to be, and this, I mean, Greg Valentine is a star, is an absolute star, and he's been around forever and done some amazing things. But I don't want, I hate remember when. I just hate hearing remember when because mm-hmm. I'm still doing current things. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want the book to just be like, remember when you had the ladder bump at mania. Remember when you came out from under the ring. Yeah, we do. And I do, but I wanted to be about Landon and about ACW stuff and about my family. Like my, my, my family growing up, which was crazier than anyone would ever believe. And it just, a lot of, a lot of stuff in there that people would never, Guess that I'm, it was almost like a weird therapy. I got it all out and I,
2: I don't have to worry about it anymore. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way to, it's a good yeah. way to look at it for. Yep. Uh, exactly. That's really cool, man. Well, thank you yeah. so much. For thank you guys very today. much. It's been an
3: absolute blast. It's uh, when you can, when you can sit back and relax and then
2: do one of these, it's never work. I appreciate it. Awesome man. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, good luck. Good luck in your game of Madden against your it's son. Happening. It's happening. I hope you win and you get that house clean for a week or two. How? I,
3: I got to come up with something even better than that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Something oh stuff. yeah.
2: It's gonna be big. It's gonna you, be big. Yeah. You you'll learn it, man. I, I we're <laughs> re, we're rooting for you. We want as as a father myself,
3: I want to <laughs> yeah, see you man. win
0: this one. Awesome. <laughs> thank awesome. you, guys. You guys have a great night. Okay. You too. Thank, thank, you, thank, you. thank, thank you so much. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of Such Good Shoot. If you are on YouTube, please remember to like, subscribe, and ring that bell icon. Or subscribe to us on your favorite audio catcher. Or finally, if you're on Facebook, leave a comment, like the video, and make sure to share it out to all your friends. Until next time, we have been Such Good Shoot, and have a great day.